What's popping? It's your girl, Drea G. It's your girl, the Black Rogue. And we are the Grids. What's good, Black Rogue? What's going on in your part of the world? Nothing much, child. Just, you know, relaxing. It's been raining finally out here in Texas. You know, it's been hot since I landed and before I landed. So I'm just happy to see rain because... Y'all been praying for rain, doing a rain dance. Well, I'm glad y'all got some water up your way. Right. New York City has been chill. Uh, fall is coming into uh fold, so it's all good. So it's cold. No, nah, it's, it's it's been breezy. Like today was balmy, but you know, as soon as the evening came around, it started feeling cool. So you know, it's definitely about that time of year. But uh. Yeah, well, you'll get back to it soon enough. Right. All right. So you know how we do. Let's do our roll call. Shout out to all our fellow grits across the states, whether you're in Georgia, Kentucky, North Carolina, South Carolina, Alabama, Florida, Louisiana, Tennessee, or Texas. Shout out to all our grits across the globe. All righty. You know what? I was having a conversation. We've been in New York City for a minute. So I do want to ask you, because I was just quizzed, you know, I got a little three question trivia. So like how New York are you like? You feel like you a vet like. No. Okay, no. I'm still a Southern Belle child. I don't care. I I, I, I won't be claiming New York like that. No, no, no. I don't claim New York City like that either. But I've lived here long enough. And so are you able to name the five boroughs? Girl, don't be asking me these dumbass questions. I know this shit already. Okay, what is it? Staten Island, Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan. What? What? How many boroughs you said? Five. Yes. Uh. Okay. Wait. The Bronx. Accurate. All right. Can you name the body of water that is between Brooklyn? In Manhattan, girl, don't be asking. Don't be. You, you asking? No, he got. I know the. You said we got the. I know the ocean is the Atlantic Ocean over here. Right. Okay. Well, I hardly knew that. It's the East River. Okay. Oh, I, I river and some shit. Right. Okay. Dirty water, child. Dirty water. Let's see. What is the biggest borough in New York City? Brooklyn. Ding ding ding. All right. So we're not true Yorkers, but we we know enough to be dangerous. So you got them all right. Bet. It was just a little fun. Tasha, like, don't test me. No, I got pop quiz and I it went on. It went Who into was the, pop quizzing you. We should do this next week, child. I know. I'm gonna quiz you next week. Yes, next week you can quiz me and we will we'll test my knowledge. I all right. bet. So you know how we do it. We're gonna get kick it off up with our poured up and bless your heart segment you know this is where us grits we pour it up toast it up to things and pop culture and just world news that are relevant and that we want to you know give a little pour up to a cheers to and then obviously on the flip side of that we got the bless your heart for those few unfortunate folks all right so this week uh we're kicking it off with the VMAs that took place that was in New Jersey that took place on what Wednesday night. It was it had a lot going on, mm-hmm. and you know I actually tuned in. I haven't watched the VMAs in a long time, but they had a you know some acts that people wanted to see. Right. Did you watch it? Yeah, and then I think they did a good job because you know it's a writer strike, so they didn't have any writers, so they was really mm-hmm. like you know free freestyling and shit. So I think they did a great job for us not to have any writers out here and still be going on strike. Right, Nikki looked good. You know, uh, she hosted. Uh, she was able to you know keep it civil. Okay, yo hating uh, ass. You can <laughs> hate on my my bitch Nikki. Shout out to Nikki. I love you, girl. The black rogue loves you. You like Drea Trevor G? Hornets? Don't fuck with you. Yes, she was killing it, girl. When she did the old school, 
you know? Oh, you're talking about that. I was asking when she, when she did her own part. solo performance. Yes, all day. Okay. Know, I love Nikki. Period. That's what's up. Team Nikki. That's the black row. All right. You know what? I like that we got to see a lot of the, the Southern girls, fellow like Grits link up. We saw people like Dochi. I really like Dochi. Uh, she's out of Florida and she's been killing it. She got that song with Kodak. What it is, ho, and what's up? Um, so you got Dochi. You got Callie that's out of Atlanta. I really like Callie. Uh, we saw Flo Millie. She's out of Alabama. We saw Mona Leah. I want to say Mona Leah is out of Houston. And oh. then obviously Suki. She's not from the South. She's from Delaware, sis. What well, do you consider Delaware the South? Is that below no, the I don't. And are you okay? So you may be she right. Not from the South, sis. Okay. I, she she's like base. Uh, no, j- no, she oh, you talking about who is which Suki you talking about? It's a new Suki. I'm talking about Mona Leah. Oh, I thought you was talking about Suki Child. I was like, girl, she is not. Don't be putting her in the Southern oh, category. Child. She ain't no Southern woman. She from up North, child. Is she Sukiana? Yeah, Suki with the good coochie, right? Oh, yeah, child. she's not from the... She from you know what? what? I, I, I'm about to look up... I got something to say about that, but we I'm won't. about to see if Delaware is below the Mason-Dixie line. It's it's East Coast. It's like, it's up here in the Northeast Territory. Um, But, you know, uh, Taylor, Taylor Swift, she was a whole mood, the whole VMAs. You know, Taylor is like the epitome of white, carefree rich but creative and talented i do like her and she seems very humble um doja cat's performance it was definitely dope i've always dug doja as an artist but of lately it's it's all gotten a lot dark her art um and it definitely had a message but she definitely uh put her soul into it um you could definitely see that she's talented yeah she is she's very talented um, so definitely VMAs. It was definitely interesting to watch. So toasting up to that. Number two. You know, we just talked about uh, Doja Cat. And not, before I was talking about her colorism issues. Speaking about colorism, I just want to give a shout out. So what's his name? Vic Mensa. Mm-hmm. He's a rapper, singer, actor. Um, I think he's from Chicago. He is. And I just saw a video with him talking to Nick Cannon on Nick Cannon's new podcast just about colorism. So he has a song um, called Blue. His album is coming out on the 15th. And the song is basically about colorism and it's dedicated to his aunt that passed away from skin cancer. Mm. And she actually got skin cancer because of bleaching her skin. Wow. It's crazy. The whole interview, he was just talking about, you know, how, you know, we need to love ourselves, love our skin tones and all that stuff. And then it was crazy because he was talking to Nick Cannon about this. And everybody in the comments was like, Nick Cannon barely even date black women. So that 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 shit was a little crazy. But I just want to give him a shout out for that, because I think that that's dope. You know, a project, you know, just raising more awareness. awareness. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Very dope. Shout out to him. All right, that's going to bring us to number three. Okay, BG is out of jail. Shout yeah. out to the hot boys. He home. You know what? I don't know how long that bid that he did was. Um, but 12 you know, years, child. 12 years for something, for a gun. Okay. Gun charge, child. 12 years, and he came out, you know, got his, his locks retwisted, feeling like a new man. Feeling like, he looking like a bad bitch, child. That's what he was looking like. It was giving maybe it's Maybelline, but no, nah, he, he, you know, he, he was looking cleaned up. He was looking sharp. So mm-hmm. shout out to, to BG. You know, I have so many fond memories of hot boys. I just remember just how talented that they were. And I know that they all still are. So shout right. out to him. Welcome home. So number four, I just want to give a shout out to HBCU culture shop. So this brand is actually from a Rattler. Her name is Danielle Riley. Mm. So um, I just think this is real dope because just officially, like she announced this week that she's in Target. So, you know, black people doing big things. Target always representing black brands. 
black creators and black collectives and i do like you know what target always got some fly shit and i know her her stuff is gonna be equally as fly and it'd be flying off the the shelves and the racks so right shout out to her and we definitely better go you know cop and support right and then lastly number five so if you're in new york city September 22nd, it's an Afrotech event going on with some CEOs that will be speaking and it's based on finance and tech innovation and it's in Brooklyn. Mm. So make sure to Google that. I don't have the exact address, but just go on Instagram to Afrotech. Right. But it's nice, you know, something that's black, you know, and tech based. And we know that that's really the, the wave of the future with all this AI. So shout out to them. Oh, and shout out to everything that we poured it up and toasted up to this week. All right. So on the flip side of that, you know, we got to bless your heart to a few unfortunate few. Who we blessing our hearts to this week, Tosh? So this is like my second time blessing my heart to this man, Funky Dineva. Mm-hmm. And so just recently, you know, he was talking about Chloe before. Now he's talking about Kelly Rowland and he was talking about her body and, and calling her basically fat. Ke- Hold on, Kelly Rowland or Kelly? I mean, my, uh, Price. Kelly Price, my bad. Kelly Price, okay. child. Okay. So you was about to check me, child. You was about to check his ass. Yeah, I'm Rowland. like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Foul on the plate. Okay, it's kind of flagrant. Okay, right. so what is he saying about Kelly Price? Because we know she changed up her lifestyle. She was looking, you know, fit and, you know, just a little bit different. What is he saying about her? He, he was just ranting. So she, Kelly Price this week, she came out and was talking about how, you know, she really had COVID. So she was just like, basically, F all the haters out here that think she was lying. She really was on her deathbed. And then he got upset. And maybe he was one of those haters that was talking shit about her. And he was talking about her being fat. And I'm mm. like, bro, this is your second time talking ba- bad about black women. Come on now. Like, somebody need to whoop his ass. Like, for real. When one of these men need to whoop his ass, I'm going to get tired of his ass talking bad about black women. I'm quite sure somebody's definitely rolled up on him and pressed him before. Mm-hmm. All right. So, number two, I'm blessing the heart of Kevin Porter Jr. Um... He's a basketball player for the Houston Rockets. He violently attacked the mother of his, well, the expected mother of his child. Mm -mm -mm. She's pregnant. And um, yeah, there's a special place in hell. Like this man, he, I guess he got angry because, and hold on, and not to add insult to injury, this is not the first time. So according to reports, the first time he slammed his car into her car, all right, red fucking flag. Okay, young lady, why are you still with this nigga? Because Maybe she was scared. We don't know, girl. Maybe she was scared to flee his ass. Maybe he threatened her like, I was going to kill your whole family. Niggas do that shit. So fast forward to, you know, recently he was arrested for... The you know, the door of their hotel room was locked and he's closed hand fisting her. Mind you, she's swollen with child. And, you know... She runs out of the hotel room bloody and she goes to the emergency room. They're talking about she got a a, a fractured, you know, vertebrae because mm. he choked her. Like, what kind of... Crazy as hell, child. Mm. And so now the the Rockets are trying to trade him as soon as possible. No, nah, y'all need to fire him. this nigga. <laughs> but he's in a contract, supposedly. Mm. But they're trying to, you know... So... I, it's just some stuff should just he's facing like criminal charges. So mm. it's real sick. And it's just like, again, it's a special place and hell for men that get off on doing this to their partners. And this again, this is not the first time. You're not going to get in trouble, child. In, in Houston, Texas, Harris County, they always let go of a lot of these domestic violence niggas. They do like it's just normal here. I know people that had incidents or they know people that have committed murders and they got out like the within way four years with he brutally yeah. attacked this pregnant woman. Like that is just the wildest shit to me. I'm just like, how can he have a job still in a public type of you know form and platform? I don't know. I wish she had some brothers that could whoop his ass. It's beyond me. It's beyond me. She gonna have to be strapped for real. Like at this point, females, like we gotta get guns. We gotta be strapped. Like because we we need to be able to protect ourselves. Right. 
Right. Because that's not love, honey. <laughs> it's just not. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm just going to um talk about Tyler Perry. So I, just today I was looking. I didn't see the whole interview. I just saw a little bit, you know, a little clip. So I could be wrong, you know, and Tyler Perry got a lot of pulls. So if you're hearing this, Tyler Perry, don't judge me. I'm just looking at the clip. So the clip, Tyler Perry was telling black women, the guy's a good black man. He treats you right. It is okay with us paying the mortgage and him paying the utilities. I was like, I know this nigga didn't lose his damn mind. <laughs> he ain't talking to me. I was like looking back and I was like, I know this man ain't talking to me. I ain't about to pay nobody damn mortgage. I had to call my best friend up. I had to call his ass up and he was just like, man, I did not tell you that black man out here is not making a lot of money. Y'all making way more money than us. And that shit pissed me off because I'm like, Tyler, like I'm getting tired of all these people basically telling black women to date down. And I'm just saying like, if I'm making six figures as a female, right? I'm not trying to date no nigga that's making 30,000. I'm just going to be real, especially living in New York City, child. That's probably right there. And six figures don't really mean shit in New York. He would have to be your indentured servant at that point. I'm just simply saying like, if he making 30,000, and you know it works for y'all but that's like yeah. the average i think when i think like, I, forgot the average that, I forgot the average that like these niggas say black men make i feel like it's like in the 30s or 40s the average but anyway but i'm getting tired of like all these podcasters and all these people like telling black women oh well y'all need to settle it doesn't matter what he look like he can be ugly he can be toothless he as long as he treats you right he can he may not have no money but if he, I'm, I'm tired of this shit. It's like we're the only group of people that people tell this to. And I feel like what they should be saying, Tyler Perry should be saying, hey, black men, black women making all this money, they get educated. They got the most degrees out of everybody. Y'all asses need to stop trying to be rappers and be truck drivers. Truck drivers out here making six figures. Y'all need to be plumbers. These plumbers out here making money. Y'all need to give up on these damn dreams of doing bullshit. Hell, I heard UPS. Uh, uh, FedEx, I heard they making six figures too. So it's like different ways. Like we need to encourage our black men to get out there and make money. Because my thing is, I was just talking to my best friend about this shit. The reality is, um, if a group of black women, if they just let all these black men cheat, right? So wouldn't black men not cheat if all black women as a whole was like, no, we're not accepting that. We we just want to stop talking to you, right? So me, I feel like it's the same way when it comes to finances. If you're giving these dudes a pass to, oh, it's okay if you're not making any money. These black women, they making six figures. They can take care of your ass. It's going to keep these black men just going to be content with not making no money, not striving for more. Right. So that's why men. Right. Yeah, so, so that's just what I was pissed off at. So I just so, want to bless my heart to Tyler Perry. Bless your heart to Tyler Perry. All right. So that's what we got. So think about it, reflect, and, and, and come back next week to the church house. All right. So this is going to bring us to our Southern Sound Off topic. You know, that's where us girls raised in the South give our perspectives on different topics, uh, you know, throughout the weeks. And this week we are talking about what? Untold, embarrassing, funny stories. Yes, girl. We 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 try to like make this week a little light and funny. Mm. Okay. I feel like a lot of our listeners, they they know about different experiences from week to week, but I want them to get really get to know us. <laughs> see some of our funny style. I think they see that all the time, but you think hey. so? Okay. Yep. So anyway, I'm gonna ask you this question, child. Uh so what are some embarrassing stories that you have what are some embarrassing stories that you have living here oh you want me to kick it off you know what i'll i'll i can i can kick it off so huh what are some of my most embarrassing new york city experiences uh i got a couple you know maybe we can just kind of go back and forth and see what we got um i think that We've all heard this one before. I talked about this in an early on episode years ago, but it did happen. So um, something I'm not too happy or, you know, proud about it probably sounds like it, but I'm not. Uh, But it was quite comical at the time. I got detained for hopping the turnstile at a subway station. Criminal. Yes, detained. But you know what? 
I, I still, to this day, it was not my fucking fault. Why? Because the machines were not working. So if the machines weren't working, <laughs> shouldn't I be vindicated? You know? Yeah. Right. So, like I said, that day, I, I hopped the the turnstile and I it wasn't just me it was a foreign guy that was with me and he was having trouble with the machine too so it was like oh the train is coming and as soon as we decide to scurry underneath <laughs> there were the police and you know they really it's like come on like is it is it really that deep like is it really but yeah it was because they made us miss the train they detained us for like 15 minutes. They were trying to see if we had warrants. They you was Marlo gonna, Hampton. They you was Marlo gonna, Hampton. They was gonna take me to jail on a punk ass hop in the turnstile. Like mm -hmm. I'm I'm gonna need y'all to, to NYPD. Like as many homeless people be going around badgering people. <laughs> like I'm gonna need y'all to be more like enforced on the train cars. Like how dare y'all? Child. I'm a taxpaying citizen, guy. You should have been flirting with their asses. You should. I ain't from here, sir. That's what your ass should have did. The nigga on the side of me that was from Germany or somewhere in Europe, he wasn't from here either. <laughs> Shit. But you know, I should have pivoted real quick. Mm -hmm. So that that was something. What about you? Um. So I never had no uh violence, jail, or criminal stories. Um. No shade, no shade, child. Mm. But I did have an altercation at church one time, child. And um, oh. I'm, I'm embarrassed. It's the same church I go to to this day. And I think they forgot about it now. Hopefully they did. But um, so when I first moved to New York, New York, it was this girl that lived down the street. And she was like Carly Red, child. She was very messy. She was like an older girl. She was probably like 10 years older than me. But she was very shady, just like a Carly Red. So she used to gossip back and forth among my group of homegirls, right? So this one new girl in the group. I really know her like that. But I never I never had beef with anybody. Like, I give everybody a chance. So she tells me the day before we go to church, she's like, yeah, that girl been talking about you. She been saying this and that about you. So I was like, hold up. And this is before I was saved, child. I'm so saved, you checked child. her in the church house? I'm okay. So this is what happened. So I tell them, my roommate, I tell them, hey, I know we going to the Lord's house, but don't sit by me at church because I don't have that time. I don't have time for that negative energy over there. Right. So I get to Stay church. Stay away, Satan. Not today. So I get to church with my homegirl. And everything is fine. They they come walking in church out of all the empty seats, y'all. They want to sit right behind me out of all the empty seats, giggling and shit. And I don't do that fake shit. So I told my homegirl, I said, didn't I talk to you yesterday about this girl? I don't really like this girl. Like, why is she all up by me? Like, didn't all the, all the seats, y'all can't move down the aisle? So I'm arguing with them in church. That's and the next Christian thing you know, the, don't be judging me. This is before I was saved, child. You did say that. So the, the pastor gets gets on um in the pulpit and was like, starts preaching, was like, y'all up there fighting over seats. This is not your seat. This is God's seat. And I'm just like, child, if I, do I have to fight the pastor? Because I feel like, you know, I'm already mad and stuff. But that was a, a crazy you said, incident. You said you weren't saved when you moved to New York originally. Girl, it was a hot mess. Do you okay. have any stories with people, girl? Girl, too many. So, all right, I told you I I, I got detained. Um, well, one of my last roommates, I found out her ass was crazy, crazy. And, you know, you can't be in New York City. You can't live here for long enough without being a transplant and having some crazy roommate story. And I have several. Um but like one of the last ones when I lived in Crown Heights and the apartment was not all that. But guess what? I love that roof access. Now, mind you, you can pay now all day long. All these new developments, they're coming up. They got grills on the, the you know, the roof and all sorts of shit. Um, this this wasn't even a finished roof, but I'd be out there just looking at the night sky, howling at the moon. So I like that building and I like that area of Crown Heights, but I had a car at the time and it was never anywhere to park. I got my mm. car towed. That's when I was riding for flex. It was just like, it just was like, uh. Anywho, my roommate was crazy. Um, she was a lesbian, but it's not like she was coming on to me or anything, but she had went, she had been in a snowboarding accident 
She was from, from Pennsylvania. She's black. I was like, oh, snowboarding. Oh, interesting. She had shattered some of her bones. But by the time that I had met her, she had recovered for the most part. She like she wasn't she probably doing some physical therapy for it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the girl was crazy and I would be looking around. I'd be like, but I don't see no medication. I see lots of vitamins and shit. Anywho, I just remember one night she was telling me that she was having a heart attack. Um, she had me, she was like, call an ambulance. It's like one o'clock in the morning. I called an ambulance. The ambulance come. I'm like, okay, her, her I'm not going to say this lady's name, but, uh, <laughs> cause you guys will remember it. Cause I never heard this name before her. Um, but anyway, she was like, I didn't ask you to call the ambulance. I was like, wait, what? I definitely didn't call the ambulance on my own accord, <laughs> oh, my own volition. She was like, I, I didn't. She was naked child in New York City. If um, if the, the ambulance comes and they're there, I think it's either the rule is they're there for more than 45 minutes, an hour, maybe uh, that's max. They have to call the police. So the police came in along with the ambulance, the EMT, oh, and they carried her ass out with a sheet on her. And she was like, no, she was like, I didn't. it was a it was a nightmare. I had to get up and go to work and be there for 830 a.m. I'm like, listen, all this for this fucking apartment that ain't shit. But I don't want to move again in New York City. So that was some crazy ass like. Only in fucking New York City would I be partnered with single crazy black female. Mm, they should have checked her ass in a crazy house, child. That. But I had some other shit that just wasn't even, you know, pertaining to people. You know, I remember it was real sad. Like, you know, New York City be brick in the winter. You know, I had a car once at one point and I ran out of gas. Oh, Lord. In the, irresponsible. Dead, in the dead of winter, you know, I just kept thinking because I don't think I was driving my car fully all the way to work. I think I was parking it like by the train station at the time. And I think that night I went out and me and my poor friend child, because it was like, no, I can make it. And it was like, oh, oh, and it was done. And we, I got it parked, but I had to go get a gas can I have to fill that gas can up? Do you know my hands were freezing? I had a car. I, didn't, I wasn't oh, wearing Lord. any gloves. I had frostbite on my hands, but I made it. We got the gas and 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 we got our ass on a good foot. But yeah, I learned you a valuable lesson. Her ass. I am. Oh, she a rider for. I will stop being friends with your ass after that. She live in South Carolina. That's my, my our fellow grits. So shout out to Danny. But yeah, she was a rider that night. And of course, she was side-eyeing the hell out of me because she was out there in the cold with me. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, one of those crazy uh, times. But I, I, I bet I learned that I would never run out of gas again. Mm -mm -mm. What about you? I had a embarrassing story, actually, with my alumni. So when I first moved to New York, they used to have kickbacks, right? And um, so I went to this one kickback and I got drunk as fuck, y'all, like really drunk. So it was a bottle of orange juice on a table, right? So I'm like, let me take this bottle of orange juice. So I'm wobbling out in this. And they was like hyping me up to take this damn orange juice. Like other people, they were like, man, Tasha, you so funny. We was all fucked up, right? So I'm, I take the orange juice from the house, from the kickback. I go to the restaurant and I'm drunk as fuck. And I'm pouring the orange juice in the glass. Just very low class, y'all. Just very tacky, right? So the next day I woke up, you know, I had a hangover. And I look at the chat, my college chat. And they talking shit about somebody that stole the orange juice from the party <laughs> that was drunk <laughs> as fuck, pouring the orange juice at the restaurant. And I'm like, damn, who was doing that shit? That's that's some lame shit. It was my ass, y'all. And when I tell you that they, they banned my ass, they banned my ass from all alumni events in New York over this damn orange juice. They had they were side chatting me about this damn orange juice. They was like, you know, we're family at the end of the day. And it was just wrong for you. I was like, 
y'all knew I was drunk. Why y'all didn't pull me to the side? And we, it was like a group of us at a restaurant. Why y'all didn't check me at the damn restaurant? Why did y'all say, take your drunk ass home, girl? You doing too much. Like, ain't nobody said shit. They all like waited until like the next day to gossip about it in the in the chat. And I'm like, mm. damn, some of these niggas was hyping me up about the orange juice. People and ain't shit. And they even had my back. The same niggas that was hyping me up about the orange juice that actually knew me and they knew my character. They knew I was fucked up. They didn't even have my back. They was quiet as fuck. They let these niggas like stone me, y'all. They was stoning me like, like I was a Mary Magdalene, y'all. But anyway, that was years ago when I first moved to New York. But that was embarrassing as hell, though. I ain't gonna lie. I but regret taking that damn orange shoes. New year, new you. So right. that was in the past. You know, those were some of our earlier days. Any other stories from you? Child. Well, you know, my cat I always talk about. Mm-hmm. that I love. I tried to give her away twice. And that's something oh. that I'm not proud of. And what's funny about it is I tried to give her away to a friend. All right. I got her because as a way to minimize on things, I wasn't, mm-hmm. I had already come from a prior living situation actually to where um I was sleeping with the lights on at one point. When I first moved to New York City, there was a place that I was sleeping with the lights on because I was afraid. Like that was like the first year that I lived here, yo. I had PTSD. It was so bad. And I just remember one time, like there was a part of the wall that there, it was soft enough to where some shit bust out. Oh. So I don't play. So I got up out of there. Okay. And so then thereafter i learned that i needed a cat to to have a peace of mind in new york city but i tried to get my cat away you know but i played myself and so i snatched her i had given her to a, a friend and a, a that had a family i saw a rodent in my house when it snatched her right back on up sorry. you stole the cat bang sorry i'm sorry and what she said she wasn't trying to fight you over the damn cat she called me a she called me a a taker backer. You know, we used to say Indian giver, but that's not politically correct to say. Yeah, and then I had one more story like that was kind of crazy. Um, a rat story. I know we be seeing all the the memes and the videos about New York rats, and that's they not awesome. lying. <laughs> they not lying. They possums. They they puppies, child. They they big as fuck. No, nah, they they shredder from Ninja Turtles, like for real. Like they didn't lie. Like it wasn't like figuratively. It's like very literally, like literally. Right. So I remember when I first moved to New York, like my first very first apartment. It was like I remember one time we caught like I feel like five I mice can't. within ten minutes. I can't. And that apartment really gave me PTSD. Like how you was talking about hell, you had PTSD, girl. I was going through it, like because this is my first experience ever seeing fucking rodents before. Like I ain't never seen this shit. So I'm gonna remember I had homegirls that was coming to visit, and I ain't I ain't going a lot of people and shit like that. My roommate, she was from New York. Her ass up there lying to these people and shit. Like, I was like, hey, don't put y'all shit on the floor. We got that shit in this apartment. These damn mice. So don't put your shit on the floor. I'm trying to leave this motherfucker. Like, and it, my my roommate was like, nah, she is tripping. We don't, it, everything is fine. We don't have nothing. Girl. Next thing you know, one of them little bitches done roamed on out and ran into the kitchen. They was up there screaming and shit. So right. when they left, when they left, we noticed that we had all these holes in the wall. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck? So we patching holes the next day, another hole just opened. And I'm like, they need to condemn this motherfucker because something ain't right about this apartment. Like, the, the walls was made out of putty because like there ain't spirit, no fucking way. <laughs> like my spirit is saying to get up out this damn apartment. Like it's some some type of rat spirits or some shit like that. So the next thing you know, and this is when I moved out this damn apartment, y'all. So I'm in the I'm in um the living room and I see some a rat as big as a damn bunny. It was a big ass bunny. Just and it it ran right through the kitchen. When I, I tell you, time. I stayed up. I opened. Luckily, it was a door outside of the kitchen to like outside the house. I opened the door and I stayed up till two o'clock in the morning. Like I guarded the the living room. I blocked off the living room. 
it was only one way that bitch can get out the house. And I waited until it ran out and I closed the door. So it ran into somebody else's apartment because I heard somebody scream. <laughs> Girl, I cannot chat. I cannot. I the moved out that apartment out. after that because that, that apartment, it was it's 711 Halsey. And I don't know who's in there now, but I'm pretty sure they still got rats. Child, that was like me in that that first place that I found in Brooklyn where I was living with. I told you it was a friend of my cousins and that shit. I was sleeping with the lights on. So I definitely know about that. Okay, so let's pivot. All right. So we've had some New York funny horror moments, you know, laughed. Well, we cried uh, and then we laughed or we laughed until we cried. Anywho. What's a childhood funny story? Huh? I got a few. I don't know if, if you got any, Tosh, but just thinking about a couple that come to mind, uh, memories that I laugh about to this day with my family, might I add. Uh, not all of them, but, but um, okay. So some things about my childhood. I remember one time when I was in daycare, I was like four. You remember four when you was four years old? Damn, child. You know, some memories you have that are like sharp that will come across. All right. And I just remember because my siblings at the time, my parents had split. So my siblings, they were picking me up from like daycare. They're like six, seven years older than me. Anywho, they lied to me and my whole family. And they told us at this daycare that Michael Jackson was coming to see us. They had us dress in our Sunday's best and they <laughs> bold face lied to us. I think they had an impersonator, but it's so funny because I asked my dad about that recently, like within the last year or two, I was like, dad, I was like, did I make that up? Or did they literally bold face like, oh, Michael Jackson is coming. Like, why the hell would he come to our daycare and, mm -hmm. and, and Richardson? Like, why? <laughs> like, I have so many questions now. And those people need to be investigated by the Better Business Bureau, if you ask me, because who the hell does that to children? Mm -hmm. That ain't right. They ain't right. No. And had us there dressed up. Uh, my nickname as a child, it's not really a funny story, but my family, they call me Andy. And so, like, even now, they still call me, like, Candy Andy, because I was always known for, like, being on my hustle. Um, to get money <laughs> and I would be like doing all sorts of stuff, doing errands for people, giving massages, like just all sorts you of things. about massages as a kid. <laughs> right. You know what? I'm my, my business child. I like, I get like my mom or yeah, I could, I could give massages and I would, I'd be on my hustle. And so Candy Andy, uh, let's see some things that stand out in my mind. One time I was in elementary and do you remember the movie Joyful Joyful? Is that yeah. what it was? That, what? No, what movie? Joyful? What, 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 what is it? It's Sister Act 2. <laughs> yeah, girl, get it right, girl. Sister Act 2, girl. We did a whole, you know, my fifth grade class, we did a whole like reenactment of it and we had to be cast for certain parts. I got casted to be a part of the chorus because I tried to be one of the, the main roles, like Lauren Hill, but it mm. didn't work out. It didn't work out. So I was going to play too as a kid. I didn't get that part though, but I got to be in the, the little chorus. Come and join the chorus. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> but yeah, but that hurt my feelings. Well, it didn't hurt my feelings. I actually had stage fright and I croaked, so it just didn't work. So I was what? a um, I was in one too. I was a um, a ladybug in a play. Oh, were you? Oh, that's cute. I was trying to be the lead singer, and this one bitch, yeah, I forgot her little name and her ass. She was a better singer than me, but she got to sing every damn thing. But you know, I, all I did was walk on stage and walk right off stage. I and the way about that. And I was gonna say to your point, my best friend was the person that got the lead in the sister act two uh fifth grade class uh because Cameron could sing <laughs> and she had some stage presence and she wasn't you know she was a pastor's grandchild so she was used to being up in front of people anyway but so Cameron got the part 
And I just remember fast forward. So that was elementary. Why again did I I I think I I think I always wanted to be on stage and perform, but I was also very afraid. <laughs> and every time that I wanted to do something, I would get stage fright. And it's crazy because my best friend, again, we were like, we're going to sing in the talent show. Mind you, Cameron don't have no fear. <laughs> she good. But me, it was a mess. And so I think they even booed me. <laughs> they booed you, girl. This is worse than Apollo. Lord. I was in middle school. I think they booed my ass, you know, and I grew up in Oak Cliff. So it was like, you better, you better toughen up buttercup. But I knew I was wrong for that shit. And I was wrong because we were singing a Mariah Carey song at that. Like, girl, like you, you got to really be confident to do that. So that was a lot. That was a lot going on. So that brings tears <laughs> of, uh, it's just hilarious thinking about it. I wish my girl was here so that we could crack and cackle upon, you know, these just different times in history. Let me see. But you know what? I was I was able to kind of master my stage fright a little bit at the end of the day. But there were several instances I could just think of. And a lot of my embarrassing moments when I was a kid, like revolved around performance time. I remember when I was like on the step team of my elementary and I had to sing the entry song. Now, mind you, I ended up singing it thereafter, you know, every time on cue, but it was just those nerves. Mm. And it was like, well, the show couldn't start until I started it at that time. So that was another moment. But once I got in the rhythm of it, it was like, okay, I, I redeemed myself. But I say that and I say all these funny moments of having stage fright because like I remember, you know, during my years of just pursuing different creative creative outlets and I always wanted to act and, you know, do that. And I remember my first class that I, I was a part of and we had a showcase. I think it was probably like after six months. And we teamed up with partners. And I just say all that to say, I I did that effortlessly. And I did it like I didn't have any fear. So it's just funny. Like, you know, just all the times in childhood where you would think you would be intimidated by something. But it was like, no, like you almost want the audience at that time because you right. need the energy for timing, you know, for your, your lines to hit and for you to get a certain reaction. So... Anywho, so that's that. So no childhood things for you. But what was an embarrassing or funny situation you had in another city in your adulthood? Yeah, we can probably go back and forth with these, child. So I know the latest one was, it was my birthday. And it was probably like maybe two, three years ago. And it was it was like probably like during COVID. So I went to Miami with my best friends. I'm out here in Miami. So, like, my homeboy, like, my best friend, a little ratchet. Like, I ain't gonna lie. He, like, bougie ratchet, but he's, like, ratchet as hell. This nigga, and he's cheap as hell. So, he's mm. always trying to go anywhere for the low, right? So, he was like, yeah, we're gonna go out. We're probably gonna go to the strip club, <laughs> you know? So, y'all get ready. So, me and my friends, we all get ready. Like, I'm half naked. My titties all out. My other best friend, her ass is basically out. And my other best friend, her ass and her titties is, is out, right? So he's like, okay, we all, like, he pick us up, we get to the parking lot, and he's like, we're gonna go to a house party first, that's pregame. So we taking shots of moonshine outside the house and shit. So we all like, yeah, girl, this real, this real hood country shit. I don't know, I don't know if they do this in Miami, I don't know. So Mm. we get inside the party, we all half naked, we ready to turn up in the house party, this is like the pregame, and why is it a children's house party? Why is the little kid's birthday party? We half naked in front of the kids, child. I was like, really, Randy? I don't have no damn clothes on. He like, these project kids, they okay? They seen it all. We about to get free food here. We about to get free food and drinks. And free entry. Okay. (laughs) That shit was embarrassing as hell. All fun and good fun. And do I have any? Of course I do. So Miami, for example... 
I remember one of the first times I went to Miami years ago. I, and I, I remember the exact year. It was like 2009. And, and I remember because I was living in New York City. And it was 2010. And um, this spring break with a couple of my sorors from my chapter. And that trip was a mess, but we had a good time. I just remember it must have been like, like I was a year out of college and I was living up here in New York City. And I just remember that trip was rough. And it was rough because for some reason, my money had not hit my bank account. And it was so jacked up. So I was in Miami and my LS was having to foot my bill. Oh, Lord. I had to pay her back. But I was like, yo, like, how am I out of town? And I'm having trouble, like, with my funds. And I was waiting on my money to hit. So that was raggedy number one. Number two. It must have been five of us and we were all in that one room and it was five of us in a double bed. And I think we, like it was kind of it was kind of hood like that first year out of college, the first two years out of college. But it was fun. And I just remember like we were taking a nap and somebody, my girl, Kamisha, they were making fun of this little speaker box that I had. And it just <laughs> I just woke up cussing people out <laughs> from my sleep. But I just say all that to say that was a fun time. And during that time, I lost not one, but two phones. That's when I was working for a telecom company. I lost the the work phone. Oh, Lord. I lost that one first. Okay. And I didn't lose them at the same damn time either. I lost them in, in, in different. I'm like, yo, what the hell? So I went back to New York City with no phone. I literally had to probably get on Facebook once I landed and was like, hey, y'all, I made it. We had a good time. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a mess. Uh, speaking about college. So I do got a crazy college story, actually. So I remember I, I talked about this last episode when I was talking about how, like, the guys, like, fucked up my car and my best friend's car because they was harassing mm. our asses. So, like, the whole before all that, the aftermath was a little crazy. It was a little ratchet, right? So, and this is a crazy story. Mm. So, <laughs> the crazy thing is, when that shit happened, my best friend, she up there got on the phone, like, like uh, Terry from Soul Food to call my cousins to uh to whoop these niggas' ass. So, she was like, yeah, you know, she saw one of my cousins, and she was just like, oh, you know, Tasha got her windows busted. And he was like, I got some for them. I'm about to do some shit to them. So, I'm like... So my friend was like, oh, I don't know if your cousin going to shoot at them. I don't know what's about to happen. Why this nigga end up getting shot? And not by them. He got shot on a separate occasion the same day. and uh, he, But he survived it, right? So then the whole time where all this stuff is happening, I was literally trying to convince my aunt from my cousin to come to my college. So when my cousin gets shot, they busting my windows. My auntie is like, I ain't sending my Hell kids to that school. Right. So, so like, ain't no way in hell I'm sending my child to that school. And I'm like, no, nah, it's a good school. This is, we this fought is too hard to get out the hood. So like all this shit was going on with family. And so my be- other friend was like, you know what? I'm about to get, our- we got to get our revenge. Yeah, your cousin <laughs> got shot and all this shit. We got to get our revenge. What? She was like, girl, I keyed the hell out that car. That car that was fucking with us, that blue, that blue Chevrolet. She's like, I keyed the fuck out that car. They ain't gonna fuck with my friends. We like, bitch, it was silver. Why this bitch keyed the wrong car? This is why you don't fuck with people's property. Because <laughs> you fuck up the wrong person's property. I right? fuck around. You know, shit, it be like that in the heat of the moment sometimes, you know? Life is wild. The, the life have- and times of Tasha. I had one more college story, too, that was kind of crazy, too. So when I went to college, it was my first time. The first year It was my first time ever being drunk ever. Right. So we go to this party and it's called Gorilla Thriller. I'm going to put the alphas on blast. I ain't going to lie. I'm going to put them on blast right now. So they have this party and their juice. It it doesn't taste like liquor. Their juice. They're like Greek juice is just delicious. So I'm here I am just drinking it like it's Kool-Aid because I was thirsty. Next thing you know, I'm just faded. And I was like faded. This is my first time ever like drinking ever in my life. I was a goody two shoes all growing up. So I was throwing up and my friends got a tray and I filled up the entire tray. 
would throw up. It was like one of those uh oven trays that you'll you'll bake food in. <laughs> it was thick as hell. I filled up the whole tray. So then they get me on the bus. And my homeboy talks about this to this day. We they get me on the bus because they had like different shuttle buses. So I'm like, I gotta throw up again. So my friend sticks my head outside the bus window and I throw up on all these people that were standing right underneath the windows. Yeah, that's a lot. It was disgusting. That's a lot. That's a lot. And I'm a I'm a turn from that. <laughs> I don't have I did the one story that I had was Maya when it was her birthday. When I lost my leather jacket, that was a cute leather jacket. Shit, my shit got God. I think they left me out in the hallway. Anyway, I think I I threw up in her 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 sink. I threw up in her bed. It just was a lot. Oh, you ain't shit. I ain't throw up in people's beds now. I just threw up on people. Listen, I didn't know that I was that fucked up, but uh, it happened. So I understand. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not happy about that. But that was here in New York City. So another story that I have, it's not college related. So adulthood stuff. So I got a couple of stories uh, for Vegas. I remember the first time I ever went to Vegas. I, y'all, I do not like Vegas like that. I feel like, I need to hear, I think Usher is gone. That would have been the time to go because I I never really have like Vegas. And I think it stems from, well, no, I just don't like Vegas like that. But I think it also stems from going there in the winter. Like I went there in December. All right. Of course it's not hot, but that's okay. Cause I've been there in the summer and I know that it gets the, the Fahrenheit goes up to hell. Okay. So in the winter, it's nice because at night it's breezy. It's, you know, the desert. But there is absolutely nothing in um, Nevada like that. You know, outside of that strip and outside of all that damn EDM music. But I know in the summertime, you hear, you know, all the hip hop uh, music at the pools. I know they got clubs like Drea and all that type of stuff now. But, yo, when we went, it was just like, uh, this is Vegas. I was like, I hate EDM music. I remember the dude, my dog, this is my rider, uh, who I went with. She was involved with a crazy dude at the time. And he was sweating her the whole damn time. And I just remember the last night, she got so drunk. I basically had to get her up to the room. And this nigga was ringing our phone off the hook. Man, I took that phone off the hook like, girl, you need, when you get back... <laughs> You need to have a serious talking to him about separation anxiety, okay? Because that's ridiculous. Oh, no. <laughs> like, it, it was real tame. It wasn't no fights going on. It was December in Vegas, okay? And I just remember, yo, the funniest thing about this shit is this dude, uh, he was a he was our tour guide. Uh, my girl knew him from, they, they're both from Lubbock, okay? And that's where we went to school at. Anyway, this dude... He took us to the massage parlor, like a massage envy. See, like he he treated us to some green, but then he made us, he took us to these, this massage parlor. Anyway, we paid these people and it's so crazy because when we came out of there, me and Kamisha looked at each other and it was just like, we paid them to beat our ass. Like the massage was not comfortable and like they were like trying to rub their fingers all through our head like hey don't touch my foot like mm. like that's a cultural thing but it was just like we just both was like laughed at it because it was like <laughs> did, we was have, pain. did we have the same experience and it was like they was mad because we didn't tip more <laughs> it, it was like Kamisha was like I mean <laughs> like they basically beat my ass and wanted more money for it. Like, and, hell nah. But that shit was funny. But that, like, I always had a bad taste in my mouth about Vegas after that. But the the following time, well, no, nah, not the following time because I went and it was work related, and that bitch pissed me off. But the one of the last times I went to Vegas, it was to celebrate uh, a family friend's birthday, and we were just there for a day. And it was so damn hot. I swear, I saw hell. I saw how it was formed. I mean, oh, not how hell was formed. I, I mean, it was it was hot. It was definitely Satan's ass crack. 
Vegas for sure. Anywho, um, I just remember I did a shroom there in the desert and I I think I went on a trip because I, I something told me what my spirit animal was. So that was like a crazy night. And yeah, man, Vegas. So that's my last memory of it. And that time was like, okay, I have a different impression and a different memory kind of imprinted on my mind now. Mm. You know, I got a Vegas story too. So uh I love some Vegas. I don't know about you. I like Vegas when black people are there. I don't right. Know you got to go when it's like fight night or some I shit. know. I know. So I went when it was like white people, though. It was like, but it was the Golden State Warriors just won the championship. And I was like, that was probably that like six, was six years ago. That shit was lit, but it was kind of interesting. So like every single night when I was in Vegas, and this was like my birthday weekend, it was a different cousin that got drunk and they end up spending the night at my hotel. Cause the hotel was just supposed to be for me and my mm-hmm. two best friends. So the last night we're like exhausted. So I have one cousin from LA, her and her homeboy, they come in town and we're like, we're, like, we're going to go out to the club. And we're like already tired because like we've been partying nonstop having like crazy things that have happened to us the whole weekend. Like my cousin done almost fought her sister's, my other cousin drunk as fuck. Like, so this was just like a crazy weekend. So we get to the club and my cousin's like, let's go to the bar because y'all just look a little stiff. Like, let's get a drink. So we get in line and the next thing you know, I see Marshawn Lynch. And I'm like, shit. And I know football. I love football. So I'm like, yeah, that's Marshawn Lynch. So he's behind us in line. So he cuts my best friend. My best friend is behind me. So he cuts her in line. My best friend didn't know who the fuck he was, and she pushed him. She was like, hey, you can't be cutting me like that. And she literally pushed him, and he looked at her and started laughing because he recognized that she didn't know who the fuck he was. <laughs> so he thought the shit was funny. So he starts talking to us, and then these white girls come, and they're trying to, you know, they're groupies trying to get his attention. So he's like, nah. But he's like, nah, I ain't trying to talk to y'all. He's kind of like rude to the little white girls. He's like, now nah, I'm talking to them. So like my cousin's like, it's her birthday. And he was like, I got you. 30 shots of Hennessy for you. So the bartender's like, what? Three shots? He said, no, 30. She's like, three? 30 shots of Hennessy. He oh literally God. bought me 30 shots. He should just brought you a bottle, nigga. Like, just give me a bottle so I can walk out with it. So we up there. I'm, it's so many, like, shots, right? So my best friend, one of my best friends doesn't drink. So me and my, me, my cousin and my other friend, we're drinking, taking the shots. My best friend, we looked at her ass and she up there giving my shots to random people. So we had to be like, girl, get, get your ass over here. Girl, Don't be y'all, giving my y'all shit to random could not people. drink 30 shots between y'all if y'all wanted to. So we pouring shit. We just pouring shit in cups at this point after taking these shots, right? So next day, you know, the liquor hits our asses because at this point, I don't know. It's kind of like we really fucked up, right? So we're just opening random people's sections. Like, literally, we're opening random people's sections. We're going into people's sections. My cousin is twerking for her life. They're throwing cash at her (laughs) ass. We're collecting the cash like we pimps. So literally, I got pictures of me with cash all in my bra. Like, all of us had cash. Make it it rain. so So then my cousin, she sits down and she starts rolling a blunt right and and marijuana is legal but you're not allowed to smoke inside of venues so the security <laughs> bouncer comes and it's like y'all have to leave or or give me the weed or y'all have to leave and i'm like oh we're gonna leave sir and we're <laughs> fucked up so it's a crowded place now i was like let's make a run for it while we start running through the crowd the security is chasing after us we running we we end up all like separating from each other and me and my cousin we jump into somebody else's section <laughs> y'all did like a three card monty y'all switched so like we my one of my best friends finds me and she's like where's our other best friend i'm like i don't know she's like no she's you can't just leave her so we go find her her ass is talking to the golden state warriors she all fucked up talking so we had to grab her ass at the end of the night i'm carrying my cousin now I'm carrying my other best friend. My other best friend is carrying my cousin. Everybody is wasted except my friend that was passing the shots to random mm. strangers. So you had a DD. So that's like one crazy story. And then my last crazy drunken adulthood story 
is uh when I was in DC. And everybody know that DC is like my favorite city, right? <laughs> so this time I went with a different cousin, right? So it's my cousin's first time in DC hanging out with me. And then I bring my hating ass ex uh roommate with us. So at the time she wasn't a hater at the time. Now she, I don't fuck with the bitch. But so we we're in DC and she's kind of miserable because some dude she was talking to was supposed to come to DC and and it didn't work out so she all miserable so I'm like me and my cousin I was like let's go out we're gonna turn up right so we met we met these dudes the same day and they invited us to a club in Virginia so we go to Virginia and we're like you know the dude that I was supposed to be with he wasn't there and his friend was there so it's kind of weird so I'm like where is old boy and I'm telling his friend he's like oh well he's at home with his animal I'm like what the fuck what do you mean he's at home with his animal so he was like he's he's he has to stay with his pet I'm like nigga like what the fuck like this nigga invited me here like why did he have to he said his pet needs him and he can't be without his pet I'm like the fuck I don't know I'm like okay whatever so long story short this man tells us that the dude has a service dog and the dog can't be without him. So he needs to find somebody to take care of the dog because if the dog is with without him, the dog goes crazy and he goes crazy without the dog because the man was a wounded warrior and a military child. Mm. It was the craziest shit ever. So I end up not seeing him at that spot. We kind of leave him. We go to a, another party with my other homegirl, right? So we get to this party and we leave the friend. So... My homegirl had a bottle. She had like, it was just popping. This event was popping. So I kind of get wasted, right? So at the end of the night, we get in the Uber and my cousin is like, hey, she tells the Uber driver, can you stop at McDonald's? My cousin needs some food because I feel like I'm about to throw up. So I need some type of food in my system. The Uber driver literally goes to like three different McDonald's because a lot of them were closed for our asses. Like he really loved us for some damn reason. So I'm get I eat the food. We get in the hotel and I'm like, I'm feeling sick. I feel like I'm gonna throw this all up. So I start throwing up in the bathroom. I clog up the toilet. My cousin is so drunk, she's on the phone and she's a nurse. So she's looking at me throwing up and she's in a, she's amazed. So she's literally in the bathroom watching me throw up on, on FaceTime with somebody. It's like, oh yeah, she's throwing up. She's fine. So then I get a call and I'm literally throwing up still. And my cousin answers my phone. She's like, yeah, we're in room 326. And I'm like, who the fuck is she talking to on my phone telling them what room we're in? Like, I, So I end up clogging up the toilet with my throw up, right? So my cousin has to call the mechanic. The whole time my roommate, miserable ass, is in the bed asleep while all this shit is happening in the bathroom with me and my cousin. So my cousin calls maintenance. So we get a knock on the door. I'm thinking it's maintenance. Why is it the nigga with the service dog? Why is the nigga outside the door? So I'm jumping in the shower, taking a shower. So right behind him is the maintenance guy with the plunger to unclog the toilet. <laughs> so this nigga is outside sitting on the bed with the maintenance man. And the maintenance man has the like the little plunger. So he starts he gets my cousin bottle and starts drinking her bottle and he offers the maintenance man some liquor he said hey bro do you want some of this i'm waiting for her it was the craziest shit ever so it's like all these people in the room next thing you know my my roommate wakes up she starts yelling at us the maintenance man comes in the bathroom while i'm half naked to unclog the toilet and then my cousin starts cussing out the guy and then it was just a, a lot going on child that was the funniest fucking dc story ever and yeah, I end up just not talking to the to the service dog, uh, the wounded warrior after that. But he was fine as fuck, even though he was a little crazy. That was a fine as hell man, though. Mm. But that was crazy. Well, that is going to bring us to our grits pick of the week. All righty. So I want to give a shout out to Antonio McBroom. He's from Golston, North Carolina. So he's the first CEO of the largest and only franchise group for ben and jerry's ice cream and this is amazing like so he owns over 15 locations um in 
from Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, Tennessee, and Texas. So he started all of this. He used to actually work for Ben and Jerry's when he was in college. So his senior year, he bought his first franchise. And then after that, he just start buying more and more and more. So I just want to give a shout out to him. I think that's amazing. A black man from North Carolina doing his thing. Shout out to him. Shout out to Antonio McBroom. All right. So that's going to take us to our gem of the week. And we're going to be out this piece. Pick the people around you like you pick your fruit. Be particular. And so that's the gem of the week. And yeah. Hope y'all enjoyed the show tonight. And peace. We are out. Make sure you go check us out. All streaming platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Podbean. YouTube. All right, y'all stay tuned.